Welcome to our show at Astra with. Today, we have the incredible privilege of having Hans Konigsmann on the show for a great conversation spanning the transformation of the new space industry, perspectives on leadership, career growth, team building, and the delicate balance of mitigating risk versus pushing the boundaries in new space. Plus, we may have some bonus topics if we have time. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, something tells me that the vast majority of our audience already knows who you are, Hans, <laughs> yeah. but for those of you that don't, in 2002, Hans became came from being the chief scientist at Microcosm to being the fourth employee at SpaceX. Wow. He was VP of Avionics for 10 years before transitioning to VP of Build and Flight Reliability for nine years. In 2021, he remained a senior advisor to SpaceX before semi-retiring. <laughs> Yes. Key, key there, semi. <laughs> Hans is now an advisor and board member to several companies in the space industry. We're honored to have to have you on the show today, Hans. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank yeah. you. I also have to throw in there that we have a lot of friends from SpaceX and just in the new space industry sure. in general. And whenever we mentioned that we were getting to do a show with you, people just speak about you with uh, a lot of respect and a lot of love. So, right, thank you. Yeah, yeah, very well loved in the industry. Uh, quick introduction for about Brian and myself, for those of you who don't know us yet. I'm very passionate about humans and the synergistic effects of thriving teams, Earth, and advanced space technology. And I'm so lucky to get to interact with all of those on a daily basis as founder and CEO of Ad Astra, where we do executive and technical headhunting for the professionals leading new space and clean tech startups. And I'm also a student pilot. And Hans, you're a pilot as well. Yep. So mm. that's a, that's a exactly. fun Fun commonality. How much, how much time do you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little envious over here, yeah. but uh, happy for you both. <laughs> and uh, I'm Brian. My background's in aerospace engineering, bachelor's and master's from Michigan in aerospace before working at SpaceX for about six, seven years, primarily as a propulsion engineer. Then I went to an early stage startup in the Bay for a little bit before starting at Astra, where I'm our COO and CTO. So anyway, that's enough about me and let's let's get into yeah. it yeah right. so hans starting at spacex like everybody knows spacex now but when you were employee for uh it, it did it feel like a sure thing no, no 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 not at all um it was kind of weird because i was not at a good spot um at the time i was kind of i don't want to say bored but um uh looking for other um avenues yeah yeah <laughs> and i was actually even looking back at europe um and and i might have gone back to to germany or, or you know, europe um at the time if i had a good opportunity and then um then elon came along and elon had a couple of things um that fit right into what i'm what i'm thinking um there so first of all he had um there was funding um there was no fighting for you know rounds and rounds and rounds of funding and, and stuff like that and it was a clean shot and we we all we had to do is just um, basically convert the money into rockets. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Easier said than done. That's all we need to do, right? <laughs> and um, and we had a certain time for that, and um, and we had we had a really great team, and um, and 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 Elon would basically help us doing this by getting us all the tools we need and all the the things we need um, for that. And and I kind of like like the simplicity. Um, it was just what I always wanted that somebody just comes along and and you know, Here's the here's the resources and and go go build this um, and and not not this back and forth what you usually have in in, um, in funding and especially on the science side it's it's way more than on the engineering side um, it, it often takes more more time to get the money than actually build what you actually want to build yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. How wild to look back right now and seeing how much you've impacted the new space industry and think we almost <laughs> lost you back to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, I, I don't know. Somebody else would have done it, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just at the end of the day, um, if you, the um, the chance or what the opportunity was greater than the people, in my opinion, almost because we we just learned so much by how we did it and what we did. And and um, yes, there are. I mean. Um, Elon hired great people, um, and you know, in the beginning, and and the team was really great, working yeah. well together. Uh, we were all really good fit. He hired um, essentially a handful of um, I want to experience experienced people that don't have too much experience. Yeah, that's yeah, sweet not, spot. Yeah, so exactly, um, not people that worked at um, whatever launch company for for fifteen years or so, but people that worked for uh, at launch companies a little bit. People from other areas, people from from different places, and then mix them together. And then we went out and hired people, um, pretty much, um, well, at the time straight from college because those were the people that wanted to work at startups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hard to find somebody. And and then I was I was um, I was always a little bit um, amused. I would say people would come in and they had like whatever fifteen years experience, and they would look around and say, "Oh, this is." Uh, startup, risky, and so on and so forth. And although we told them we basically have the funding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> didn't <laughs> believe you. Yes. Um, well, I don't know. Or maybe they just didn't take us too into, into account. And then years later, when um, when SpaceX was large and, and needed a lot of money, that's a totally different diff different game then. People would come in and say, oh, oh you guys have... Uh, you guys have funding and everything is safe for me. And I go, no, this is just the, just the inverse. Yeah? yeah. At the beginning, you actually had time. I mean... Obviously, it could not. Um, there's there's people that didn't work out, and um, the the type of work would not be for everybody. You know? um, and you would have to work very hard uh, in, in the first couple of years. Actually, in all the years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did that change yeah. somewhere? Yeah. Uh, not it, my it was, experience. It was actually yes, it did change. Yeah, it was it was always hard, but it was really hard in the first five years. Maybe, yeah. yeah, I believe that. Um, yeah, so. Um, so it's not not for everybody, but like I said, it was hard to find people at the beginning. So we grew very slowly. Um, I think at the first year, the end, you're basically, I don't know, little over two dozen, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe two dozen, something like that. And then when I look back, and and today we are we are thousands, right? Um, that's yeah <laughs> a serious uh, number of magnitudes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And how did you and Elon get? hooked up at that time we just ran into each other um at a, an amateur rocket um mm -hmm. weekend and i just we just shook hands basically and decided to talk yeah um and then we did talk a little bit later um and then at one point in time he just i do remember the phone call coming in and he just called me if i'd be interested and um and and i pretty much did not hesitate at all yeah so i just thought this is awesome yeah i want that yeah to, to be fair i wasn't really um too much into mars at the time Okay. Yeah, I mean, this kind of like grew over time. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, I was more interested in, um, like, let's see how many people we need to build a rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this has been something that that um, before us um, used thousands of people, and then or ten thousands of people, and then uh, maybe less. Uh, you know, that in the decade before that, and then we are looking at a hundred. 200 people or something like that yeah so so the challenge was totally different yeah the challenge was more like um all these things we have the tools now and we have better equipment and we have better um technology can we do this um with a lot less effort than it used to be 
Yeah. yeah that was basically my angle at the time. And then over, over, over time, it did change into, um, okay, we should use that opportunity to go to Mars. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now I'm, I'm, I'm pretty firm in the, in the Mars, on the Mars team. Yeah. <laughs> but um, at, the, at the beginning, it, it took a while for me. And, and it's also, um, yeah, I always said that a couple of times. Um, if you would mention Mars in Germany, people would just look at you and, um, and laugh maybe. <laughs> it, was, it, it was thought to <laughs> be a, a silly, silly idea. Yeah, exactly. Or, okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You would not be taken very serious. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might still be that. Guy. I was gonna, I, that, that was going to be my next Just question. Too yeah. ambitious or yeah, not the bit, smartest decision? Bit, well, it's like nobody has done that so far, right? So, right. Uh, so why, 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 why want to do, why do you want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And so lo looking back now, it, it shows up to me, to us that in a lot of ways, SpaceX started the new space industry. Is that how it shows up for you? Um, so there were, there were attempts of starting new space before that. Okay. Um, yeah. Definitely. Um, but, but nothing was as profound and, um, and really influential as SpaceX was. Um, SpaceX by far the one that um, was most influential. And SpaceX, in my opinion, was also the one that did it um, right. Yeah. Um, because it starts with launcher. It starts with access to space. Um, and and that's so. So Elon Elon very logically looked at the problem and said, okay, where's the problem? Okay, the problem is with the launcher. Let's build a launcher. Yeah. Yeah. And what's wrong with the launcher? Well, it's the cost. Well, let's see if we can lower the cost. Yeah. Yeah. And and how do we do this? What's what's the the most logical thing is obviously you throw the thing away after each flight. So let's work on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. It's when you look back, it's like um, a sequence of logical decisions. Um, and, um, and most people working at SpaceX are pretty logical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. And it's been wild to see December 2015 when that first rocket came back, yeah. mm -hmm. just how rapidly the growth in the industry has progressed from that time. Yeah, that was the first that actually came back successfully and landed right. up straight so that it could take it somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah, <laughs> There were a few that landed before and then they, they, they ended up in, in, in boxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a long way to get there, um, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it was great when that actually happened um, on, on uh, I think it was December 21 or so. Yeah. Uh, 2015. Uh, great day. So yeah. we we love the 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 story of when Brian was in grad school in Michigan. He mm. had somebody come into his aerospace class who gave a whole presentation about why SpaceX wasn't going to work because it was just it was impossible. Oh, I love those people, right? <laughs> yeah. right? And, yeah, nothing good can come from from the projections like that. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it yeah. was guised yeah. as how to design a rocket or how to you know he was. Uh, a former rocket designer yeah. and but the it tur quickly turned into the whole presentation being about how reusability in rockets will never work and this was in 2013 or 2014 so it wasn't it, even that far from like yeah. tr like true success yeah, yeah. right it took it took a long time for people i still think that people are still convinced that that's the case right yeah now. yeah um because there's still rockets being built that are not reusable yeah right, right? so by definition there got to be people that believe the other way works better yeah right to to be fair, it's difficult to build a reusable rocket. Right. Yeah. You can argue that there are steps, stepping stones, um, but it's so much harder to put the um, to change the design later and adopt it to reusability rather than trying to solve the problem from the get go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it makes the it also makes the um, investment costs are pretty pretty high for rockets uh, typically, and it makes the investment cost even higher when you look at reusability. Yeah. yeah. But um, it is what it is. Um, I, if one, 
I always have this example of like you have um, um, whatever um, knife and a fork and, and their re- reusability, right? And, right. And, and life is over for the non-reusable knife and forks <laughs> yeah. uh, once you have a reusability knife and fork, right? Right. And, and, and you will not buy the other ones except for special cases like you throw them away right. yeah. after the party or something like that. Yeah? <laughs> so there's still, uh, still maybe a niche for, for, um, for silverware, but I don't think there's for rockets in that sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and, th- and that's just... Um, I think that that thought slowly starts to come true, uh, yeah. where people realize, ooh, the market is actually goes going to the the ones that are half the cost for now and probably even less in the long run. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 that realization will come sooner or later, later um, and and change the industry. Yeah. It's, it, that's incredible, and 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 that I really like that that analogy. Um, and so so. You, SpaceX, you were marching towards these goals that a lot of people mm. thought were ludicrous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess, are there any fun examples of of directions that we may not know of, that goals that, that you had that ended up not to be correct? Because we know a lot of the ones that ended up being a great idea. I, I mean... Yeah, we did. We did try several things, and and one one strength of SpaceX is when we go one way and we find out it doesn't work because it doesn't work, um, then we back out and do another way. Right? I mean, like the um, original stages had parachutes, for example, right? Yeah? Um, and um, and the idea was to um, wait for the stage to come into denser atmosphere and pop the parachute. Yeah. Um, we later found out that by <laughs> that time the stage is in pieces <laughs> <laughs> and the parachute would only bring down yeah. <laughs> like a little piece of it. Yeah. Um, but, but um, yeah, there's, there's examples yeah. of that. Um, the, 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 the other thing that I, I also thought was um, going back to like people believing it or not was interesting was people we're really, really slow. People are slow in changing their mind. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you see this working the first time, they go, oh, they had success on, on the first flight, for example. Right. They go, well, they're lucky. Yeah. Um, and then the second one goes up and go, oh, they're really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and then we built, um, we, we stopped after five flights or five attempts rather on, on Falcon 1 and, and switched over to Falcon 9. And then Falcon 9 flew and go, wow, these people are really lucky or maybe they're even good. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> so, so that process was so slow in, 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 in general. Yeah. And the same is true for the uh, reusability. I mean, you could see that the rocket comes down, tries to land, and, and the landing, obviously, um, landing on the drone ship, as we called it, is basically a barge, which is the size of, I don't know what the size maybe two tennis fields or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's tiny. It's tiny for a rocket. You, you can see this on the camera. You go down, where is it landing? And then as it goes really down, you finally see the little speck in the ocean right where it lands. And so doing this is obviously difficult. That doesn't mean that it's fundamentally difficult to do the reusability and, and everything else. It was just one element that we made extra hard because we landed on this tiny little thing, right? Yeah. And and so when it went wrong the first couple of times, people took that as confirmation mm. of right. that. When it really was actually, um, I guess, a distraction more or less, yeah? Yeah. Um, we had to do this because we we didn't want to impact on land every time. Right. Right. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and the footage from those videos yeah, were just is, is incredible. Great, yeah. <laughs> it's still great. That's true, yeah. That's true. And, 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 and we didn't want to... Um, buy or rent a huge ship, right? Right. You know, we, we did what we thought was the minimum. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I said, it takes long, long for people to actually change their mind. Yeah, yeah. And th- 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 that's it's so fun to hear th- of some of those ideas, like the parachute, right? Yeah. Gr- gr- like, let's try it, and then we'll learn from it and be Fun- able to address. I mean, fundamentally, the parachute, um, if you slow down enough, um, like we do on the entry burn, basically, um, 
the parachute might still have um, benefit. Parachutes on the other side are um, not super simple, and we learned that on Dragon too. Um, that parachutes are um, complicated devices, I would say, not totally fully uh, analyzable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so you got to be careful with the parachutes too. So I think the the, the baby land right now, um, or the base basics lands right now, is is um, the better way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's it's so cool. Very very neat. And Hans, you've you've led impressive teams of engineers. What can you share with us about your leadership philosophy? Um, it's a good question. I actually <laughs> I, I actually don't have. I never went through leadership school, so <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously school completely paradox, un- maybe. <laughs> no, completely uneducated on this whole thing. So, um, all right. Um, I had a couple of principles. Um, I I come in first. I go last. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Coming in first was hard. I may go last, or something like that. So, so I, I, um, I don't expect people to work more than than I do, um, and um, I, I don't know. Um, trying to trying to understand people that work for me, yeah. um, how they how they work, and and where they need room, and and try to give them the room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I learned my lessons there too. Sometimes. Um, People don't always tell you what they think. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. And um, and you may want to look at behavior more than at at what they say. Um, <clears throat> in the beginning, I think it was relatively easy because the team was small and they knew everybody personally. And I still yeah. know them personally, right? Um, and and um, for some reason, we ended up with a great team. Yeah. Um, and and so it was easy to just cooperate and work with them. Um, and later on, it was a little bit harder and. Um, when you get to a layered um, hierarchy, basically, um, that's when it gets difficult. That's when you actually have to communicate a little bit better. Yeah. Um, that's when you have to um, say, "Okay, I, I think this is important." And we, um, and I don't know, I'm pretty. I don't play any games there. Yeah. You know? And um, and that maybe that's that's the one thing that I don't do. I pretty much um, say what I think. Yeah. Um, and there's sometimes there's no filter. That's not good. <laughs> sometimes there should be a little bit of a filter. But um, but fundamentally, um, yeah, being just authentic to yourself yeah. and um, and 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 listen to people is, is, is strategy. I don't think that's necessarily great advice. I guess. <laughs> I, th- I think listening to people and being authentic. I mean, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think you would learn that in leadership school. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I never had any. any <laughs> And there are books too, and then, and I can't get. I mean, these books are either too long or whatever they are. You can't mm-hmm. fill a book with like something that go, goes on two pages. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> it, and and so I, I don't finish them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, what you're talking about coming in first and and leaving last at SpaceX, like that, where they, there's a very intense culture of working. Yeah, a the lot. coming in first was more desire than than um, the fact at the end of the day. But yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, people work work super hard, and um, and you gotta you gotta honor that somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's incredible. Um, being in that environment from the beginning of SpaceX, you know, I mean, you've seen it through for so much of its success and growth. It, that requires a lot of energy, right? People are working really hard. Well, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, it di- didn't it didn't change that much actually in my okay. in, in my my mind. Yeah, um, I mean, we we added processes and and things that companies do right but they are still pretty straightforward and they're still more to the point of all right how are we doing that or how do we want this to be done yeah? Yeah. Not, not how is this done usually um but rather 
what's the best way for us to do this and and that's um what the process later turns into right um and so i feel like it's still pretty authentic spacex up to this day yeah yeah um yeah. and and there's still um a bunch of real it's, it's a really good engineering shop right yeah um and so and so you're still really good in engineering and 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 there's Still super cautious. Right? I can I can still see this. Otherwise, you would not be as successful on the launches as um, as SpaceX is. Yeah, it's pretty mm -hmm. clear that um, that there's still um, the rigor driving the company. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that makes a lot of sense. It's funny when we're when we're ta interviewing people and when we're looking for mm -hmm. people for startups, it really helps to get people who are who have come from a startup. Right? They understand that energy. True. I mean. I, I see. I, I see a lot of startups. I mean, there's one effect um, of SpaceX is obviously um, people leave SpaceX, and then the startup things that they um, always wanted to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or um, you know, the idea you know happened maybe at SpaceX, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, the spirit how SpaceX works keeps on living there too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see that too. I still see the the focus on the mission. I still see the the rigor. Um, I see um, like. The um, the pragmatic way, I guess, yeah. to some extent. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm pretty pragmatic too. Right? <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that helps too. Um, so so all these things that I um, I saw at SpaceX, I see in other companies too. Not too. Sometimes a stronger and lesser degree, depending on who it is. Yeah. And not everybody leaving SpaceX um, uh, is the same. Yeah. I mean, there's people that people are different. Right. So so obviously. Um, but but fundamentally, um, it it kind of like spawned these these companies that are all very similar, and I think um, th that is where the progress um, for the industry is too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no kidding. That's yeah. that's so true. Um, in in order to work in that high energy, high demand, high performance environment, what sort of practices do you have in your daily life to keep your mind and body operating at that high energy? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I still, I, I manage pretty well, um, in, in a way that, um, I would, I would work through a stretch and then come home and, um, spend some time with the family Yeah. and then potentially go back later on again. And, um, I, I didn't feel like it was that much of a, of, um, well, I, I actually enjoy it. So, yeah. so yeah. To, to be true, true, true um, I did, I do, I did enjoy working on that. The problem was actually um, with me somewhat. Yeah, it was not something that somebody tells me, "Oh, you got to solve this problem." But no, I need to solve this problem. Yeah. it's my own thing, right? Mm -hmm. I own this problem, um, and and so I was taking that seriously. Yeah, and so that helps you obviously to um, to get through the work, but then you also have to look at the other aspect that. Um, well, I, I had a um, I had a young daughter most of the time, yeah. and and so I, I got to spend time with her. Um, I took her to work sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she loves it too. So, um, um, yeah, you got you got to you got to balance that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Find and that I don't balance. think I did. A, I'm not sure I did a great balance at the end of the day, but yeah. but um, I think I think it worked out okay. Um, many many years later, I found uh, after I left SpaceX, um, I basically. Um, Needed just some time to do nothing, yeah, or to do other things a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I started um, 
more workouts and stuff like that. I did I did do this during SpaceX too, yeah. Yeah. Um like I would always run on the weekends and then maybe on one day in the week or something like that. Yeah. Um and I keep that routine um still. Yeah. Um just running helps me a little bit to clear my head. Yeah. And whether it's running or yoga or whatever, this doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Right. Keeping yeah. keeping having that exercise yeah. element. And then exactly. what I also really liked about what you were saying is frankly, it sounds like your work was also energizing you. Right, so yeah. it wasn't a drain. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think. I mean, um, there might have been times where it's negative stress, yeah. but many times it was not negative stress for me. It was mm. positive stress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that so makes a lot of sense. Did, was it self motivation? Do you think that had you feeling that way most of the time? Or? Yeah, mostly. Um, I don't think I need a lot of motivation, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Um, to to I mean, I see I see I see we need to get this rocket fixed, right? And there's this problem over here. So yeah, okay, we fix it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Were, have you always been self-motivated in previous roles before? I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. It's um, it it runs into problems when somebody tells me I should be motivated on this problem mm. and then that problem, right? Mm -hmm. But actually, honestly, I I don't recall that very often. Yeah, yeah. I was always pretty um, pretty self-motivated and had always bosses that would let me do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it, they would add something here or there or something like that. Yeah. Um, in lo long time, uh, SpaceX, Quinn was my boss, Quinn yeah. Chartwell, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Quinn, Quinn and I go way back, um, before, before SpaceX. Oh, cool. So, um, so yeah, yeah. it was easy, that, that, that <laughs> part, yeah. And, and if you have a relationship, um, you know, um, outside work too, then, then you get to, to the point of where you can just pick up the phone and say, Hey, I need you to do this. And right. there's no discussion, right? It's just, it just, I just do it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Speaking of business relationships, what are some non-negotiables for you in building strong business relationships? Oh, well, okay. I, I can tell you from my current perspective, I don't give any contact information inside SpaceX ever. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't do that. So like if someone contacts if you, somebody contacts, like, hey, you have Elon's phone number? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Can I, can I call Gwyn? No. Yeah. Um, so I mean, uh, that as outside SpaceX, it's different, yeah. Yeah. And I, I call people. Do you, do you want to talk to this person? Um, I said yeah. okay. Um, but but and and I feel like the, the, that's more necessary. But inside inside SpaceX, never ever. Um, For, and that's a motive to protect their time and privacy. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what they want. Yeah. I wouldn't want this uh, SpaceX either. Yeah. If people just call me from the outside because right. somebody gave them my, my phone right. number, right? Um. Yeah, I want to know what I'm talking about primarily. I don't I don't do um networking per se. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I don't network for the purpose of network. Right. That's pretty I, I think that's somewhat useless. Yeah. Um but and so somebody needs to have a reason. Um and and I ask what what is why do you want to talk? Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, and then it has to be something where I say, Okay, this is worth my time. Otherwise I, I kind of like fool myself and the other person too. I pretend I want to talk and then and then after half an hour, I just go, look, I, I, I'm not into right. whatever. Lithium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Understanding um, both motivations. Yeah, and there's lots of people that, that want to talk to you and, and, um, and it has nothing to do with what you want. They have only half information of you. Right. Um, and, and so it clearly doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm also a little, little bit different point where I used to be. So I guess what what I how I treat business relations right now is different than what I would recommend. Yeah? Okay. Um, in in that sense, I I would always let people talk and listen for a while 
and then prior to that yeah for now i'm i'm just i just don't need to do that anymore yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I, you are such a wealth of knowledge and there's so much about your career that I want to, to you know, help share with the audience who... There's, actually, I thought about that too. Yeah. Um, and and um, it's not, <laughs> there's no plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, there was no, I mean, people, I see people making plans for that too, right? Yeah. And this and this and this. And then, um, but but to be fair, I I just, um, so I, when I, when I, when I finished school, I was pretty much um, the last year of it. I was working on, on a satellite, yeah. and it was a cool thing in Germany at the time because nobody else was working on a satellite in school. Yeah, yeah? Mm -hmm. and um, and so when I got out of or college, rather, yeah, um, when I got out of college, um, I the first job that came along building a satellite, I thought, okay, this is it, yeah, mm. and just did that um, because I enjoyed doing that, and so I started working building a uh, building a satellite or developing a satellite and building it, yeah, and. Um, and to me, that was just natural. It was just a natural transition. Yeah. yeah um, and uh, and and so there was no plan per se. And so I started putting satellite. And then as you do this, I, I kind of changed a little bit on how I work. I came from the uh, attitude control perspective, like I want to build the, the ACS system or attitude control system. Um, and then I, I, I go, okay, maybe the power system is something I can do too. Maybe I can do telemetry too and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of grew more in, in on the system level. And then when I moved, the, the big step for me um, was actually moving to the US. Yeah. Um, I got an offer here um, for two years <laughs> on a visa um, to come over and uh, and do some analysis. Um, nothing really hard at the time, yeah. And so um, we did that. And we, my wife was, uh, was actually a driver for that too. Okay. Um, she really likes California. And, uh, <laughs> and so we decided, okay, two years, we can do that. Yeah. And so we come over here for two years and two years into, into, um, more and then, and then more turns into, oh shit, we got to, you got to either get a visa or, um, or get a green card. Yeah. yeah. So let's get a green card and then and then the green card turns into citizenship and so on and so forth yeah yeah um it was just like um and all the time i was just working on stuff that i liked working on yeah so i think uh, the only um good um advice i can come up with is like um as long as you as long as you work on something that you like working on yeah that's actually fine yeah, yeah. if you find somebody who pays for that that's even better yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and and i've been really lucky in that aspect that um i used to work on stuff that's um not that common yeah maybe yeah and and somewhat special and people and people wanted to pay me for that yeah? yeah and and um obviously if you work on something special that that's not very common then your your odds are slightly better um on the other side um working on stuff that's kind of um not, not common is also more interesting for me yeah um so if i would be really interested in you know whatever i'm making fries yeah. um the market would be a lot bigger and i would not have maybe that that success that I have if I'm rather interested in how the angular momentum of vehicles um, works, yeah? Yeah. And stuff like that. So obviously, um, you know, it depends also what you're interested in. But as long as, as uh, somebody pays you for what you're interested in working on it, um, the odds are you're going to be good at that. And, and that kind of feeds, you know, um, much in your career. Yeah. Wow. This is really, really good. I want yeah. to kind of highlight what you just said for, for the listeners and also combine it with what you were saying about your work being energizing for you, right? Like not necessarily mm -hmm. needing recovery time from right. your work because what, I, what I'm hearing is you're saying there isn't 
a plan. You can't start right now and just go, this is where I want to end up and then know all the steps to get there. But you can go, I... I'm going to do the work that's energizing to me. I'm going to do what's good for me and what what I like. I mean, it probably helps you if you have a plan right. a little bit. I mean, like, <laughs> like oh, you know, I, I do want to, whatever, I get to school and, and then right. after that I want to work as an engineer and this is the area. Um, but I'd be flexible, I think, yeah. primarily. Yeah? And, and and more like what drives your curiosity, what drives your interest. And I'm, I'm interested in um, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like I like building uh, PC boards or something like that. Yeah. And 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 do that. And 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 then obviously that can turn into a serious profession, right? Right. Um, if you're good at that too. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like the fact that you you that I liked working on what I work on, and 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 also um, just to mention that everything I worked on was really fun. And right. Great, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are aspects of this whole thing like. Uh, uh that really oh man <laughs> they really need to write that thing <laughs> yes <laughs> and yeah. and um and and so and um <laughs> we um spacex had a great way of actually dealing with that we tried to automate the stuff that we don't yeah, like yeah right? yeah <laughs> yeah um a lot and and so but but anyways i mean there's aspects obviously that you don't like to work on um you need to justify what you're doing and things like that um yeah, okay, and you do that, but then you go back to the real thing. Yeah. yeah. I have to ask, did you enjoy, particularly enjoy working on like failure investigations, anomaly investigations? Uh, okay, that sounds a little bit weird. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so, it's okay. So yes, no, no. So um I do have a I do have a little bit of a um um I'm interested in that somewhat, yeah. 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 Um I want to find out if this fails, why did it fail? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um and and the I think it's not just on on the rockets and, and stuff like that. I had this with um, on airplanes. I look at the NTSB um, database, yep. and, I, and, and there's some there's some weird stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then you go, how how do you get into this position? How do you get into this um, this situation? And how do you get out of that? Too? Yeah. Um, or in, in, in SpaceX case, um, I thought some of them were interested interesting just because they're they're really like a simple thing breaking. Um, they're mostly like this thing breaks and kicks off that thing, and then in combination we made that change over here, and suddenly it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and th this this combination of of factors was always interesting to me, um, from the aspect of a finding it and then b preventing it in the long run. Yeah. How do you do this? Because obviously you can you can once you do a failure analysis you can prevent this one failure, but you want to what you want to do is you want to actually prevent this type of failures or mm. you know the um, the, the underlying root causes are typically humans that make a mistake. And how do you keep these humans from making that mistake again? Um, that's a little bit more tricky. Is it more like systemic issues that yeah, tend to come up from it? And if you look be, at just the... Yes, it can be systemic issues. It could also be that we completely never tested this because we never thought about this. And it applies not just to that, but to all of it. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, once, once the... Um, I, I was actually... Yeah, I was interested in what caused a failure, and then also interested in what does that mean? Yeah, what 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 does that mean for the whole rocket? Can we can we do more than just fix this particular problem, but find other places? Yeah, that's so good. Really, really important to see not yeah. just what was the acute cause, but what was the great the greater. I cause. mean, it's logical if you like if you one tire on your car is flat, why don't you look at the other three at the same time? <laughs> right? and don't forget the reserve, right? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And we can we can kind of dive right into our technical topic of the delicate balance of mitigating risk versus pushing boundaries. 
Yeah, I think this is a this mm-hmm. is a perfect one for you and goes right off of the that last question yeah. and dovetails into it perfectly. So you you've been around SpaceX through the through thick and thin and there was five different failures at yeah. at SpaceX, more yeah. five more significant ones that were launch failures. And and that those for those five came in the first 34 attempts. So there's you know, and that's pretty normal. There's a lot of early early failures for rocket companies it's re- we we just saw that more this beginning of this year since that 34th or so launch mm. attempt there's been over 170 straight successes <laughs> that's over nine that's 98 percent. that's wow. an incredible so what did you learn from those initial fa- failures that drove such an impressive streak to follow so okay the the, the five failures you mentioned were, were um, actually quite different yeah um, the the first three were with Falcon One, yeah, and and all of these three failures, in my opinion, were just what I would call design failures. Um, we made an assumption and um, designed it that way, and the assumption was wrong. Um, and we we partly pushed a little bit the boundaries there. Yeah. Uh, we partly wanted to save weight. Um, we um, we partly um, there were operational, I guess, issues with it too. It would have worked. If you wouldn't have done certain operations at the time, yeah. Yep. Um, and so, so those failures, I think, are beginning failures. Partly, um, you know, I guess, um, yeah, design failures. I think is, is the best. For yeah. That, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then after that, the the two on Falcon Nine were different. Yeah. They were very different. Um, first of all, they happened. We, they took us. It took us a while to find them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were. There were material issues, uh, largely material issues, or materials that we used in the wrong way, or um, we bought the wrong parts with the wrong material, and or didn't test them really properly. So it was like a, a multitude of, of. It was not a simple thing anymore. Yeah? yeah, it was a more complex thing where um, we we had this could have happened two flights earlier mm-hmm. or two flights later. Yeah? yeah, and there's a randomness to it. Um, it's not a total random failure still, yeah? Random failures are something on top of that, yeah? So, okay. so the type of failures are very different. It's, 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 um, those are what I would call build failures, yeah? Okay. Um, and, or built in operational failures where you make changes in the operation and, and, and bad things happen. So um, we did a couple of things um, following or learning from these failures. Uh, number one is we, we, um, we look very carefully at are we missing, you know, similar things on other places on the rocket? Yeah. Um, do we use anything not properly and or don't test it? For example, have we do we have untested things on there? Yeah. If you do, um, do we have enough margin on there? It's like a logical thing too. Yeah. And then and then the other thing was, um, well, when we make changes, yeah, do we check for what do the changes cause? Yeah. Um, that's actually an interesting thing in general. In the beginning, you you built this right. You, I don't want to say you duct tape it together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just say duct tape and, and, and zip ties are. Uh, uh, we'll uh, say it's just a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you, as you as you as you continue building um, more and more rockets, you you improve them and you make changes. Yeah, and then that change suddenly does not work as well as the duct tape. Yeah, and 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 so every change needs be looked at too right yeah. and, and you need to look at that too so this is basically what boils down to engineering rigor mm-hmm. um and and you need to you need to have like a certain mindset i guess in in the company and you, people need to understand that that that's a problem and uh, other because otherwise you have people start and on the third week they make a big uh 
big mistake and takes down the vehicle. Um, and uh, yeah, you just need to ingrain this mindset um, of, of diligence and, and, and rigor into, into the company. Difficult thing because it's a, it's a cultural thing. Um, I, I struggled with actually what do you do to modify a culture a little yeah. bit, yeah? Yeah. yeah? Or change the culture even, yeah? Um, and that's, that's a difficult thing. That's, that's really good. What, what did you come up with? Nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, you got to live it a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. You got to, you got to, you got to be. Um, I was basically, um, um, my department, the role of the launch chief engineer. That was the person basically everything rolled up to um, prior to a launch on a technical sense. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, and then that would actually drive the rigor back into the departments. Yeah. Um, if something would come up in the last minute, you would say, "Well, um, you should have done that like last week." And um, and and for the next time, you know, I would basically grill people a little bit if yeah. they if they just make a, a change. And so over time, we would build up a system that communicates changes and communicates risks, yeah. so that you're not surprised and that you can actually work them ahead of time. But it took some time. Oh man, so good! At so many directions I want to take this. But one of your earlier statements was that there weren't random failures what what is the definition of a oh, random failure random failures um the way um whatever something in your car or or um electronics or computer fails okay right? it's, it's it's been tested and designed and it's good it works um a thousand hours for you and a hundred for you well you the part that failed is a random part failing okay. i mean at the end of the day, it is maybe not a random failure. You know? Okay. Yeah. Electronic parts have a certain lifetime, and and that's what I would call a random failure if they yeah. happen um, happen to run out of lifetime a little bit too early, and so on and so forth. True random failures, I I've seen them, but they're pretty rare. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So interesting. So, let's see. What is what did your what was your approach to identifying risks to to the mission? Like, how can you yeah. system it? I actually think that takes a team. Yeah. Um, it's not a person, it's, it's a team. And uh, the reason it's a team is because we have different um, um, perspectives. Yeah, whatever. You, you have a repulsion background. I have one an avionics background. Um, and, 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 so, and so we put this together and we find out what actually um, could cause trouble. And that's what we did at, um, that's what we did too. We, 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 we sat together, make, you can, you can come up with like a risk right away. Yeah. There's other ways to find that too. Um, like you talk to people and um, somebody pulls you aside and says, you know, I've done this and, and then the work order changed and it's weird and is this a problem, yeah? And then you would go hunt this down and find out if this is a risk or not, yeah? Actually, those are, those are the best in, in some sense. Yeah. Um, and we would do this also. We would call for um, concerns in the beginning. Um, and, uh, well, and then the, the third way is to look at tests. Mm. Yeah. Um, so certain things get tested, and um, other test failures. And if there's test failures, have those been run down to what actually is the the, the root cause in this case? And if there is, then you know, okay, there's parts that can fail early or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, um, people people sometimes <laughs> it's like it's like when you bring your car to the garage and something fails, right? They swap it. Yeah. Well, that doesn't solve the problem for me. <laughs> yeah. I know it solves the problem for them. Right. I want to know what broke on that radio. Right. Um, and, yeah. And and obviously, I'm a terrible customer for <laughs> for, for a, a, a repair shop. Right. Yeah. Um, actually, I did this with my car. They took, they changed the the, the um 
I'm on the same flight computer. The computer that's, <laughs> and that's I think, yeah. and that him. And so, and I, I looked at the guy and said, well, do you not test them before? Yeah. <laughs> and he looked at me like, are you crazy? <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> they come from the factory, they're fresh. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, so these are the ways where you can basically um, um, get the risk. And then you obviously, you, 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 you write them down, you have a list and you rank them. Yeah. And um, sometimes you, your ranking is wrong. Um, and, and then you work them from top down, basically, um, if you can. Sometimes that's also difficult, yeah? And, and people have perceived risk as different, yeah? Mm. Um, people are sometimes really, really concerned about what they did um, for no reason. Yeah. Other than that, they did it, and they it's, they're on the hook, right? <laughs> right. And, a little and, paranoid, maybe. And exactly. But uh, you want some paranoid. You yeah. want paranoid people, but you don't want people to be totally paranoid. Right. Yeah? Um, and then and then other people um, make this really sketchy change, and it's gonna be fine. Yeah. And you go, well, wh how do you know this? Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So so these the, the, there's very little different levels of of risk perception on people. Um, yeah. And you got to bring this on the same level. It's mostly it's, like I said, it's mostly a team effort. Um, because you need different perspectives um, and it's also long term. Yeah, that makes wow. a lot of sense. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, very, very valuable information here for people to be be absorbing. So is there a it's getting people in a room and talking about it, but is there a system or how what process do you have for evaluating the risk? Like, how do you account for all those variabilities? Yeah, yeah I mean, NASA perception? and the Air Force and others have like a certain system. And they um, they force you to um, basically um, guess a likelihood okay. and guess a, um, a severity. Severi consequence? Sorry, yeah, consequence is the one. And then that together gets severity. Um, and then there's a there's a there's a, like a little matrix. And then you know the upper right part is red, and the yeah. lower yeah. right part, uh, lower left <laughs> part is green, and the part in between is yellow. And then um, well, we turned this into an equation. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that hard. Uh, <laughs> And then and then use use equations and just um, blur the numbers a little bit. Yeah. But essentially, um, it's been around for a while. Okay. Um, yeah. And then and you're trying to basically um, uh, balance that you have um, failures that are not impactful but very often. Yeah. And failures that are bad um, but don't happen very often. Yeah. And, and you're trying to to find where where do I where do I evaluate this the best? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh. It's a way to deal with that. Maybe there's other ways. Um, maybe there's even better ways. But that's what um, that's what's been done in the past you know, couple of years. Yeah, we, you, we made a little bit of modification, but we essentially uh, did not make a lot of um, changes there. Yeah, it seems like a reasonably good system. Yeah. But you also mentioned that you had had to use it. Do you think there is a better system out there? Are there things that you wanted to change about how it was set up? No, the changes we made. Um, I can't talk too much. Um, we, we we actually. Um, we, we did and and so I, I think the problem is also a lot of this um risk part is also communicating with your customer yeah yeah um right and 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 so you got to somewhat speak the same language yeah at that time or you have like a dual system which is also not great um i always try to avoid any dual systems um but i, I also wanted to always honor what spacex thinks and and us and that's more important than well and then also you know on the, the customer to some extent and try to find a compromise there. What did, sorry, yeah. what do you mean by dual system? Like whatever, the customer wants to um, to label the risk in A, B, and C and you have like a one, two, three, right? Okay. And, and, and now you have a dual system. <laughs> I see, I, <laughs> I mean, see. this okay, is a silly, okay. a silly yeah. comparison, but- No, uh, yeah, yeah, but, it makes um, sense. But there's something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. And when you're navigating this with customers and you're at SpaceX, which is trying to push the boundaries, move mm. really fast, but also cares a lot about flying safely, yeah. how are you how how do you draw that line of what risk was acceptable risk? And I'm also maybe curious to hear if the customer attended to agree right. or not. Okay, I, I have <laughs> so I have I have one example um that works for me and and that's basically if I have a certain let's say there's a certain risk or a certain issue, whatever it is, um, a problem, yeah. And then I ask myself, did I do everything that even if this fails, I can say I did everything I could. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And if the answer to that is yes, then that's it. If the answer to that is no, then 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 the next question is, okay, so what do you want to do now? Yeah. And and it has to be somewhat a something you can do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you do it. Yeah. yeah we, and we did we did we did delay um, launches. We did I, to to the same right. I see. I see um, we're going to launch tomorrow because we need more time. And go, hmm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in, in many cases, that's just because there's concerns and 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 people need to um, wrap their head around and 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 do due diligence. Yeah. That. And it's perfectly fine. I'd rather have that than, than, than launches on time every time and then it goes wrong. Yeah. 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 So, wow. So did you find that you were able to mitigate most of these risks like pretty well beforehand or were there times where it was pretty infeasible to mitigate them to the extent that you would like and also be pushing the boundaries that right. the company wants. Good question. Um, I have no idea how, how to prove this to you. Because I, would need, I would need two rocket companies. Here I mitigate risk yeah. and here yeah. I don't. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually know how effective that is because the other one blows up every third time or whatever it is. Yeah? Yeah. And, and I, I just yeah. don't know. I, I mean, there's, it's there's, a hard question. Exactly. And there's a little bit is in there is, is what I'm doing actually useful at all. Yeah. Yeah. Or is this whole risk thing useful at all? What we have done it anyways, yeah, yeah, um, stuff like that. So um, that does play in. Um, it get it gets a little bit. Sometimes you get some um, reward if something almost happens. Yeah, yeah. And if you if uh, this one almost happens and you see it and then you go and then um, I mean my memory isn't that great, but then other people would go, oh, that's that's risk. I, I know exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you see, oh, okay, at least we got the risk right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we probably didn't mitigate it to completely avoid it, but right. at least at least you know it didn't bring down the vehicle or something right. like that. Yeah. yeah. So there there are, there are a few cases where that happens. Um, yeah, it's not it's not very often, and unfortunately, the real proof would be if you do it without. Yeah. Or if you do it with. Um, yeah. In, in, in another case, don't yeah. we right. don't have multiple realities? So I, to look I, I at love people. Right people claim that oh yeah, it was successful because we never had a problem. Well, that doesn't mean that <laughs> this whole risk management was actually useful because you you could have taken it away. It might have might have been the same thing, right? right? But okay, fundamentally, I do believe um, we did a lot of useful work. Um, we did a lot of improvements. Um, we um, it also changed a little bit, I guess, the mindset of people. Yeah, and you get more and more people. And and the mindset where you go, okay, I think you you got this covered, um, and that also meant for me that at one point in time I'm not needed that needed needed anymore, yeah? or I'm mm. my my position is not that um, that urgent anymore, or my job is basically done. Yeah, the yeah. system runs on its own. Yeah, yeah, and and I feel like um, for Falcon Nine, I I I mean I have no information of the inside. I can only see from the outside. It looks like it's going well. Yeah. Sure seems uh, like it, right? And um, <laughs> and and, um, and I'm glad, and and I'm particularly glad when it comes to the uh, human human missions. Yeah. yeah. Um, I worked the last couple of years. I worked a lot in that. 
And and that's a different thing. I, I did not expect that from me too, that I would say, oh, it's different because I would treat, in the beginning I thought I treat a satellite like, you know, this is this is all I want to protect here. And then I realized, well, I guess on the astronauts, especially if you know them, um, <sighs> yeah. it, it, that's a little you bit can different. Imagine. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So what mission was were you most nervous for? There's been a lot of groundbreaking missions or high stakes missions over the years. What ones? So I think at the early missions up? I was the most nervous because yeah. I just wasn't used to that. Over time I I um I calmed down. Um most of the, the later um missions I would actually I mean you can check your pulse. Right. Yeah. 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 No no change. Wow. <laughs> Um, but then, but then again, and when we had the um, the crew missions, um, those would be would be more exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah and those would definitely, um, yeah, keep keep you up a little bit. Um, I slept pretty well, um, <laughs> but, uh, but but um, but they would keep me up a little bit. Yeah. 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 Wow. Thanks. For, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So, there's uh, circling back a little bit to generating having the right culture to be able to talk about these risks, elevate them, mitigate them. There's there's a comic about <laughs> launch where yeah. an engineer wants to report uh, an issue in the final 10 seconds of the countdown, <laughs> but the manager says, just relax and wait. And you keep seeing the countdown go down. And then at T minus two, yeah. another engineer aborts the launch. And the manager says, you see, everyone would blame them now for the launch. <laughs> so how yeah. how do you foster a culture that encourages engineers to raise flags about potential risk well before t minus two seconds <laughs> so um well okay i guess i guess um the comic is kind of weird because i would still ask what is your concern and not necessarily sure, right? Right? I mean, sure. <laughs> that seems like the wrong answer per se. <laughs> um and we had we had um we had always um not always but we had some late incoming um um concerns and some launches and then we would try to educate people say look um don't do this in the last minute um give it give us a little bit more time yeah? yeah and sometimes you can't avoid it sometimes something happens on the test side and it just feeds back um that late and then then you would actually look at that and go well is that applicable here or not and then we would have discussions um and in, in, in some cases you would say okay we, we, we got to stop or in some cases you say Think it's not relevant here yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a technical discussion at the end of the day but it's not it's not a hierarchical um um you know thing but also people hiding behind other people that is somewhat real um, <laughs> yeah um i mean it happens when you when you build a house too right or something yeah. like that it happens with everything where you have different teams working there right and 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 you just gotta know in the in the end okay i know exactly that they're just <laughs> yeah trailing the other the other people by like a millisecond <laughs> right right yeah. on, on the schedule yeah wow um, yeah. Re really good stuff so i mean w i remember getting emails from leadership from yourself mm. and from elon that were reminding us of, of essentially this please don't wait till the last yeah. second <laughs> please raise these flags early do you think that is a key part of building that culture yeah. or or is there other aspects to it that are really I think if you ask for it um yeah i think nobody can so so in, in many other so the problem is a little bit i don't know other industries yeah You're right. yeah so one of the problems is I, I i really never launched um for for i guess uh boeing or ariane or something like that but <laughs> but i i it's more hierarchical from what i hear 
Okay. And things like that are a big deal. Okay. We don't make we don't make it a big deal. We work it, yeah. Yeah. And okay. yes, I may give, I may go back to people and say this was really not good, and please come earlier the next time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it was not a, it had no impact on the person's career, like like right. it does have in other companies probably, yeah. And and so so we actually asked for it, and that that is a big point. Elon asked for it. I asked for it. Um, Gwyn asked for it too, and and everybody wants to know what's what's the problem, yeah, and not necessarily what's the success. I mean, <laughs> what what's the success is kind of like what what comes out of it at the end, but but you really want to know about the problems um, of what people have, and not right. not. So yeah, it's a different. I don't know. Yeah. To me, it's logical. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. What are the problems? Tell yeah. us early so we can try to get out, get out in front of it. Or right. right, at least so like, learn early. Like the, the weeklies, when you can talk to somebody on a weekly basis, you my main question was what's the problem or what, what are the problems of this week? Yeah. Um and and then yes, you want to hear about successes too, but I care mostly about the problems. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And you're you're acting as an advisor now, now that you're semi retired. Right. So you're you're working with early so I'm not an advisor for SpaceX, right? I mean, just to be clear. I have no Yes. Yeah, okay. Previously, yeah. you were after you left I was for a little moment, bit. We, right? we just didn't know what to call the job. <laughs> and, Great. and so we called it, we called it like senior advisor, and, and that's that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I um, I do work for, I, I'm on the board for two companies, Mineric and uh, OHB, um, which are um, German-American and, and German. And um, and then I, I work as an advisor um, more on the technical side for FAST and um Fast spaces actually just moved to Long Beach here. Cool. Um, building a space station and uh, Stoke Space um, is in Seattle, uh, building a completely reusable um, first and second stage. Yeah. So those are the two. There, there's a couple other companies that I look into too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mostly related to electric propulsion uh, on on the airplanes. Now, yeah. Mm. Um, and and different different topics. Yeah. Um, but um, those those two are where I do a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. From your insights, especially into these earlier stage companies and what you're seeing, how are they doing? Not not necessarily specifically those two companies or more, but in general, are you seeing that the approaches that they're taking to move quickly and break things is is well balanced with? Yeah, they they all have, um, or most companies that come out of the SpaceX environment um, are hardware heavy. Yep. Yeah. Um, most of them are. Um, um, building things and and building things sometimes too early, <laughs> um, and and that's fine. I mean, it just, that's, that's what makes the iterations better. Right. Yeah. Know? Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. This is incredible. I feel like we could just continue talking to you forever about this. Um, I want to be respectful of time, and we're coming up on it here. So uh, to to wrap, Hans, thank you so much for everything that you have to that you've shared with us. This is wonderful. We feel so honored and privileged to get to speak with you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Real much. real pleasure having you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. To the listeners, thank you so much for listening to for tuning in to Ad Astra with where you get to hear from leaders of the new space and clean tech industries uh, behind the scenes on their careers and technical topics. Thank you so much for tuning in to the stars.